listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a Doggy Dog World is brought to you by Pet Care Rx, America's most affordable pet pharmacy. Pet Care Rx offers the same meds as top vets, but with a savings up to 50%. And if you find a lower price on a certified EPA and FDA approved medication, Pet Care Rx will match that price. So go to PetCareRx.com. Use promo code DOGWORLD10. D-O-G-W-O-R-L-D, the number 10, and receive $10 off orders of $50 or more. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You're running around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of a TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do? And in today's show, we're going to revisit choosing the right dog for you. And I say revisit because we did record a podcast about that uh, probably about two years ago. I think it's still on the schedule and you can still download it. But here at Kindred Spirits Dog Training in Vista, we've seen... A lot of mismatches. The wrong dogs for the wrong people, the wrong age of dog for their owners. Just some some mismatches that doom the relationship. I mean, we see right from the beginning in dog training class that this really isn't going to work. So we'd really like to see people think about their choice of dog. Maybe do some research ahead of time. So I know you've all chosen the right dog, but if your friends are looking for a dog or your mom's looking for a dog, <laughs> hey, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> we want to talk a little bit more about choosing the right dog for you and your family. So listen to messages from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's a Doggy Dog World is brought to you by Petco.com. Petco is a leading specialty retailer of premium pet food supplies and services, offering more than 10,000 high-quality pet-related products. Enter the code DOGGY10, D-O-G-G-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. There's a movement afoot. ShoeBuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop ShoeBuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. ShoeBuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code DOGGY, D-O-G-G-Y, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at ShoeBuy.com. 
Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash world, W-O-R-L-D, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place with Win With Dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and win with dogs. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. We're talking about choosing the right dog for you and your family. And I've had a good thought about this just just this week. I'm babysitting my mom's dog. My mom has an 11-month-old Cocker Spaniel Poodle Mix, often called Cockapoo. Her mom was a Cocker Spaniel. Her dad was a Poodle. And she's very different from my Australian <laughs> Shepherds. Yeah. <laughs> Not just necessarily in the way she was raised. My mom did come to puppy class. She did try. She came through basic obedience class, and she tried, but my mom's not a good dog trainer. Love you, Mom. (laughs) She's not a good dog trainer. But just watching Ginger's behavior, tendency, natural actions, her ability to think and problem solve, compared to my dogs raised in my household, there's a huge difference. There's an ocean of difference. It's day five, and Ginger is still alive. (laughs) And she is coming to us going, hi, you do love me, right? I think I live in hell this week. Hey, I've been giving her praise when she is a good girl. Well, and I think one thing we realized, um, Liz is not a cockapoo person. No, I'm not. Mm, no. And I admit that freely. No. I'm not a cockapoo person. No. No, in just so many ways. Well, and <laughs> the activity. Even their color it's, of it's fur not, and hair match. This is true, yes. You and Ginger do go together much more decoratively. Yeah. Is that a word? Okay. My yeah. middle finger is on the nose of my nose, pushing up my glasses. And it's not so much that she's a teenager. You've had bigger, more oh, active dogs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think what you said, you put your finger on it the other day, is it's her learned helplessness that drives you crazy. It drives yeah. me up a wall. She won't problem solve. 
She finally this morning came through the dog door. Ah, After five (laughs) days. Now, for our listeners, my mom has a dog door so that Ginger and her old dog Cosmo can go in and out. She's been using this since she was a puppy. Paul and I have a different kind of dog door. And she would sit outside it, watch all the Aussies come in and out. And I'd send Archer back and forth five, six, eight times. And when he'd come in the last time and I'd call her and she'd just sit out there. A few seconds later, she would start to scream. And I don't mean bark. I mean scream. And I would put, reach my hand through the doggy door. When she was quiet, I'm not going to reward the screaming. With a bit of really good dog cookie with molasses and smells real good. Put it in front of Ginger's nose. Pull it through the dog door. Ginger would wiggle, 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 wiggle. Oh, I know you're going to help me. I know you're going to help me. And then when I'd walk away, she'd scream. So, yes, the idea that she's still alive is... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Anything that won't even try... Yes. Whether it's dog or person drives you drives up a wall. me up a wall. That's right. And if they try, you'll meet them more than halfway. I'm more than willing to help them. But she has learned helplessness, and my mom and I are going to have some discussions about that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when mom comes home and is feeling better. <laughs> she still is not playing the Nina Audison toys, and I was doing that to try and build her confidence. So, yes, so part of this is Ginger herself. Part of it's what my mom has taught her. But also, I'm just not a cockapoo type type of person. I want to. But you love Walter. Let's all get that clear. Oh, we all love Walter. (laughs) We all love Walter. Yeah. But at least he's your dog. Well, it's because he's a cockapoo masquerading as an Australian Shepherd. Well, he thinks he's an Aussie. There, there we go. He problem solves. Yes. Ginger hasn't learned that yet. Boy, does he problem solve. (laughs) Although I did have somebody mention to me the other day because I mentioned Ginger on Facebook, and somebody wrote back and said, maybe your mother doesn't want her to problem solve. Mm. That could be even more a problem. You know, since you've dragged me into this Facebook world, by the way, we should (laughs) mention to our listeners that... We are on Facebook. You can look up Liz Palaika, Ask to Be a Friend, Petra Burke, and Kate Abbott. And then we have a joint one that has all three names, Liz Palaika, Petra Burke, Kate Abbott, So you've got four new friends on Facebook. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And I do every once in a while. We we post doggy stuff like my trials and tribulations with Ginger. (laughs) We post uh, kindred spirits training suggestions or training tips. So, yeah, look us up on Facebook and join us. So far, Liz is the we posting all the time because I'm still figuring out what Facebook means, how to get on it. Who are all these people that want to be my friend? (laughs) You and me. We're like, hey, Liz, I learned something new this week. And she looks at us like, yeah, duh. I've already grown four acres. (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) Well, I started significantly ahead of them. I have 173 friends. <laughs> so contact Liz, friend her, send her message. Anyway, it's another way to contact us and let us know if you have any other ideas for shows. Sure, there you go. Or comments on shows. All right, so let's talk. We know I'm not a cockapoo person. I love my Aussies. I okay. actually well, actually did great with the Doberman. On the flip side. Yes. So when I told my roommate that we were, I was coming to do the podcast and that I was going to talk about the subject of mismatch between owners and dogs. Sure. I said, you know, like you and Walter were at the beginning. And she said, huh? 
Walter you, was supposed to be her dog. Walter was supposed to. Virginia bought him as a puppy from Petra. Thank you, Petra. <laughs> we always I have know, to add that like, in. Holding my breath. Yeah. Well, not. Hey, you're welcome. From Petra, but Petra, Petra ma- was matchmaker. Him. Yeah, yes. matchmaker. And so Virginia got this cute little little fluffy puppy, and and she's just and it very quickly became apparent before he was four months of age. Oh yeah, that it was a mismatch. He was smarter than her. He out mm-hmm. outthunk her. He, he, he's we've said over and over again. He's a busy boy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she was used to her elderly toy poodles that when she went out to garden. And clip her roses and all that, they would follow along and sleep in the sun. And instead, he was going, oh, What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Oh, look, there's a bird. Oh, there's a leaf fell. Oh, my God, this is a squirrel. I have to do it. Let, driving me, let me steal your garden gloves and run around with exactly. them. Exactly. Yep. Absolutely driving her crazy. Yep. Whereas, of course, I secretly admire that kind of behavior. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and I, uh, during and that, out not so secretly. <laughs> yeah, she kept, I remember you kept coming more and more with Walter. Mm. A little more with Walter. We're like, is it Walter V's dog? Yeah. And she even tried to bring it when she brought him through class, you remember? She did. And all the way home, all I would hear is, all he ever does is look at you and pay attention to you in class. He never pays attention to me. And I'm going, but but you need to do this and you need to do... Th-. Well, oh, it's a mismatch. I remember that. <laughs> it's a mismatch. <laughs> of course, Petra, you and Kayla had the same thing. Sure. Well, you know, that's true. And I love Aussies. I've had many yeah. Aussies. But, you know, and again, it's not breed specific yeah aussies are my thing aussies shepherds yeah but the personality yeah. what the story was <laughs> is Petra went down with my husband and i to the breeder when we got bashir mm-hmm. as a baby and Petra was chosen by one of the puppies first mistake one of the puppies <laughs> chose her and then she didn't get him, but she came home and then found out that her old dog had cancer. Mm-hmm. So she called the breeder back and said, I'll take that puppy. And the breeder said, I knew you were. I was saving him for uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> so she came yeah. home with Logan. And oh, Petra's, the first, what, six months was okay. Yeah. Until he had adolescence. Yeah. And now we secretly... No, not even secretly. We call Bashir the good dog, the good twin, and Logan the evil twin. He's very hard-headed. Yeah, that's a nice way (laughs) to put it. He's beyond busy. He's hyperkinetic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and his mind does not always go in constructive ways. No. And at the same time, Kayla, Petra's daughter, came home with a Pomeranian puppy. Yep. Keely. And at one point... They were both here in the training yard. We were sitting on the patio, and they were both fighting with their dogs. Petra was fighting with Logan, and Keely was fighting with... Kayla (laughs) was fighting with Keely. Yeah, it was mutual anyway. It was mutual. And I looked at the two of them and said, pardon my French, why the hell don't the two of you trade dogs? And they went, oh... And, you know, it's been much better yeah, since then. We did. We switched dogs. So her her training and everything went towards Logan. And her and Logan get along great. He still yeah. drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. And those two, great. Keely, she's he my baby is, girl. And it worked out fine. Logan I mean, is better behaved for Kayla than he ever was for Keely. Yeah. And, or, for for, that he ever for was. those of you having trouble keeping the cast straight. Okay. <laughs> Logan was better behaved for Kayla than he ever was for Petra. Right. And vice versa. Keely gives Petra a hard time, but it doesn't last too long. Uh -uh. (laughs) 
No. Kitty no. adores, you know, your very breath. She, that's yes. Funny. So it worked. It, yeah. Now, would I have ever on my own go out and pick a palm that breed? No. Because no. I even, I remember Kayla's talking about it. I go, God, Liz, I've never had a little dog. You know, where am I yeah. the palm? Mm-hmm. But, but you know what? Teach you to run right up your body. That's what she's talking <laughs> yeah, about. I know. But she's not a little dog in Inside. spirit no. and soul. She's, she's not. A big dog. She has no idea that she only weighs seven pounds. Yeah. As far as she's concerned, she weighs 70 pounds. Mm-hmm. So that's a big part of it. She's not a little wimpy, yippy dog. She's a big yeah. dog. Yeah. So about, uh, I don't know, two or three weeks ago, a woman called who has not had a dog for 20 years, uh, married now with a baby, and planning to have a baby and another baby in a year or two. And actually called and said, what kind of dog? We're ready for a dog now. We've got a house. We've got some property. What kind of dog should we get? We had the most wonderful conversation. I'm going, this is so wonderful. So we talked about breeds. but And I kept saying, yeah, now this breed has this tendency. But you've got to look at the individual dog. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, once you start and well, if you Look at the right. difference between Bashir and Logan. Yep. Two oh, yeah. Australian Shepherds from the very same litter. Bashir and, is... And I've had four Aussies before then. I love the breed, but yeah. not this Logan. One not this one personality. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, let's talk about thinking about choosing a dog. First of all, research from other than breeders. Mm. Unfortunately, yes. most breeders, because they have a breed, absolutely adore the breed. And although many will give you the realistics of the breed, I find those that have the, what shall I say, the harder breeds in some ways, they, they tend to be a little more realistic. Mm-hmm. I want a Rottweiler. Why? Are you mm-hmm. sure? Yes. And blah, 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 blah. Because they do want to protect that breed. And if they're known to be a hard breed for whatever reason, um, they don't want a bad dog out there looking bad on the breed. So sure. that could be a good thing in, in a breed. Sure. I have a page up on my website is an Australian Shepherd the right breed for you? And I get at least one or two comments on that every single day. Every single day. Sometimes it's breeders arguing with me. Mm. Oh, you're too rough on the breed. You're not talking enough about the positives. And, and I reply, I'm not trying to talk people into the breed. I'm trying to talk about the realities. Aussies shed. They shed all year round, and they shed heavily twice a year. And if you've got a female after her season, she'll shed even more. Yep. You better have a good vacuum, and you better not be adverse to dog hair on everything. Yep. Aussies aren't good in the backyard. They're people dogs. If you leave an Aussie in the backyard, he's going to be destructive. He's going to bark. He's going to escape. They need to be with people. Aussies are smart. They need a mental challenge. And they need exercise every single day. They're a time-consuming, effort-consuming breed. And I want people to know that because Aussie Rescue is already overwhelmed. We've met a few just recently, and they they aren't having room to take in Aussies. They're asking people, volunteering to be foster homes. So although my page might be a little negative from, from one viewpoint, to me, I'm trying to tell everybody the reality. And if this is a dog, if these are characteristics that would fit into your lifestyle, super. That's well, you know great. what? We see it, though. We see in our classes when people come in with the Aussies, 
And they see ours, they're like, oh my gosh, yours are all so well behaved. And we're like, yeah. That's a lot of work you're saying. Yeah, it's a lot of work. And we know a couple offhand that it's just not the right sure. breed for them. Sure. Yeah. And they're frustrated. Well, are you doing this, this? No. <laughs> so lots of research. And to plug one of my books, <laughs> The Howl Book of Dogs, and that's Howl. H-O-W-E-L-L, it's the name of the publisher, not Howl as in a wolf howling at the moon. (laughs) I did not choose the name, but um, it's the Howl Book of Dogs. And I did a lot of research ahead of time for you, talking about characteristics like that. The exercise requirements, training requirements, whether this would be a good breed for a first-time dog owner, Mm -hmm. grooming requirements, what the dog's original job was. You know, was this a dog who was bred to be protective because we run into that too there was a lady that emailed me she has two young kids and she wanted a protective dog and i'm going okay wait a minute let's talk about this yeah you know what happens when your kids have friends over and they're wrestling and playing in the backyard and your dog thinks your kids are being hurt yeah sleepovers yeah. Kids get up to get up to go to the bathroom or get a drink of water. What's your dog going to do when they see a stranger walking through the house? Yeah. That can be a potential problem. Now, granted, you know, training, of course, but uh, but that can be a problem. So, the, do- the woman I was speaking to that had called, that was great. And we had emailed back and forth first. And I said, all right, write down everything you want in your ideal dog. And she had put protective, big enough to look protective, but know who to bite. I was like, well, wait a minute now. You know, you've got a kid under two years old and another one possibly on the way. And you're expecting this dog to have the sense, whatever it is, to know who to bite. That's Disney. That's not real yeah. life. That's yeah. not, that. those are incompatible goals. To have a dog that's good with everybody because right. they're very sociable people and have cookovers, but knows the bad guy to bite. No. no. We saw an advertisement on that in the magazine. <gasps> we did. We did. There was an advertisement for German imported, or I should say no. European imported right. German shepherds. Mm-hmm. And the text said that uh, basically these dogs were all pre-trained like a robot, they drop them off at your house, and the dog knows friend from foe. And in the dark, if you come home, he knows it's you and it's not a burglar. And he's a nanny for your kids and basically a furry German Shepherd robot. Yeah. And Petra and I are shaking our heads. Yeah. Going. So many things can go wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> That's. I'm sorry, that's just Disney. That's not real life. Yes. There are individual dogs who are wonderful who can pick up on stuff. And, right. But to promise that entire breed, a, a lineage, no. Oh, yeah. Possible. Yeah. Yes. Not possible. Yep. All right, well, we need to take a break for our sponsors, so hold on. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. FTD's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years. 
Each arrangement is delivered the same day and backed by FTD's seven-day satisfaction guarantee. For a century, people have trusted their most important occasions to the flower experts at FTD. Since Pet Life Radio is all about puppy dogs and flowers, our listeners, that's you, can get a 20% discount on your order. Just go to florop.com and use the code DOGGYDOG at checkout. F-L-E-U-R-O-P dot com. Code word D-O-G-G-Y-D-O-G. Hello? Danica, where have you been? Oh, Grandma, I've been busy, you know? Racing, GoDaddy girl. Oh, I built my own online store with GoDaddy. Really? Let me see. Grandma'sauction.com? Hey, aren't those Grandpa's golf clubs? Grandma needs her bingo money. Use promo code DOGGY10, D-O-G-G-Y, the number 10, and get a .com domain name for just $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. If you ask the question, what do I want, what do I need, I'll take a back shot. session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm Liz and with me today are Petra and Kate and we're talking about some things to think about as far as choosing a dog. The first half of this show we talked about uh, some mismatches (laughs) and we talked about doing some research but also doing some research from other than breeders. And I'm not putting down breeders. Those those of you who breed purebred dogs, I'm all for you. But I'm sure... And I've never bought a purebred dog in my life. But if you've got a sensible breeder, then they can help match you up with the puppy. In Logan's case, accepted. But um, (laughs) they're the ones who knows the personality of that litter, hopefully. I mean, Kona's breeder did she knew what i wanted and kona is an awesome, awesome okay species. and in defense of logan and bashir's breeder she chose bashir for me right there you go. she but did she didn't choose logan for you no logan she chose you no. right yeah and she I think just she, saw logan it. chose me to be with kayla there yeah. you go there you go yeah. that That's, was it yeah <laughs> you were just a way stop on the way yeah. <laughs> 
So, and we talked about doing independent research, independent of breeders, such as my Howl Book of Dogs. And there's many other books out there, but of course I love mine. Of course. Of course. <laughs> but I think Kate touched on something in the first half that's very important. Let's talk about making a list of what's important for you with this new dog. What do you want? What do you not want? For example, with Ginger, I don't like the grooming she requires. Yeah. You know, I'm used to Aussies wash and wear. You brush them out once a week, give them a bath once every two months, and they look awesome. They look clean. Even if they go play in the mud, towel them off, let them dry, brush it out. Very easy. And she gloats about that as Walter comes back as a walking mud pile. Yes, Uh I do. Uh (laughs) Ginger needs grooming. She needs grooming right now. And thankfully, a friend of ours is going to help me tomorrow. (laughs) So that's important to me. I don't want a dog who needs a haircut every six weeks, and I don't want a dog who mats at the drop of a hat. I don't know. Then you think of age, of yourself. I mean, we see a lot of people that are up there, and that puppy may not be the right age to get. To start all over. Oh, I've got such a mismatch in one of my classes right now. It's an older couple. I mean, they're still active, but they're older. They want a dog. As they said, to sit with them on the couch while they watch TV. So what if they've got? Not a puppy. They have a puppy. Poodle mix. Poodle mix under a year old. Who's wiggly and wants to play and wants to run around and wants to go for walks and wants to chase a toy. It's not what they had in mind, and I'm sure it's not what that dog had in mind is the perfect home for him. There's so many older dogs out there, so if they wanted a poodle, a poodle mix, there's so many out there that are older dogs. Adopt a four or five-year-old dog. They chose for size. Not for activity level. And yeah. that's both mental and physical, as the moms always say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And that's what happened with Virginia and him. She chose yeah. for size for Walter, not for activity and mental and physical. And when you write down high energy or low energy, don't stop there. Right? How many, how many minutes a day do you want to spend with your dog? Right. Doing what? Yeah. Right. Do you want to snuggle together? Do you want to go for walks? Do you want to mm-hmm. go for bike rides? Do you want to play Frisbee? Mm-hmm. Or do you want your dog to go sleep in the corner while you read? I mean, write down exactly what kind of activity and how much you want to do right. exactly. each day. Exactly. Yep. That, taking that information with you to the shelter or the breeder or to the book that you're looking up, that's going to help you have a more reasonable a idea. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about training. Not every breed is as trainable or as biddable as biddable. Let's define that wants to cooperate with the training, wants to work with you. And by work with you, I don't necessarily mean sheep herding or protecting, but being being, uh, compliant with you. It can be much harder to set household rules for for some breeds than for others. Mm -hmm. We have the gentleman who's going through training with us who has a basset hound, and he would like that dog to be his service dog. That's going to be really, really tough. And he's actually, after some discussions with, I think you both of you two, yeah. he's rethinking whether he just wants her to be a pet or whether he actually wants her to be a service dog. Because that can be tough. For, and she's a wonderful dog. She's a oh, happy great. girl. She's a and good doing, companion. Are they doing therapy work now? Mm-hmm. And they're enjoying it. Right. I mean, yeah. he, has, he gets excited talking about therapy work they're doing. Yeah. I think that's, that's the road pro- they need to go down. Right. And the biggest issue I saw for them, and I pointed out to him, is she's a classic Basset who's very interested in her nose. Yeah. And she would not be able to do that same level of paying attention to her nose if she was 
a working service dog. Right. If he could even get her to do that. If he could, and, and right. you know, it would be a long battle for them. Right. Is that something he wanted to battle? Right. right. I think he's decided it's not worth the battle just to enjoy her as she is, not make and her enjoy their else. And mm-hmm. enjoy their, their therapy dog work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the level of training is is that you would want for your dog. What are your goals? How do you want this dog to behave in the house? What do you want to do in the future? What? How much training are you going to need to accomplish those goals? For example, if you want a dog as a therapy dog, there's a certain level of training the dog's going to need to accomplish. If you want a well-behaved family companion and pet that walks nicely on the leash when you go for a walk, look at that. The gentleman I talked to today. I just want him not to destroy the living room while he's inside. <laughs> That's all he wants. You could care less about anything else. It's like, okay. When he's not even getting that. But anyway. <laughs> But that's well, his level of expectation. I mean, an Aussie would be way too much for him. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Actually, oh, yeah. a cockapoo would be way too much yeah. for him. Mm-hmm. What what type of a dog does he have? Boxer. Oh, a boxer. no. <laughs> Who needs lots of exercise and lots of mental stimulation. Equals and... energy. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, did I mention we're talking about mismatches? Yes, yes, oh, yes. Dear. So. so what else should people put on their list? What else should they think about? We, we've got uh, size, grooming requirements, exercise requirements, uh, and training. I, I'm thinking about the lady a couple last year who um, you actually referred to me because she is an experienced she is an experienced dog owner, had had many different breeds, and she called and said, "I'm ready for a dog that's not smarter than me." <laughs> she says, I've reached the age in life where I don't want a dog that's smarter than me. Sure. I want Which one is that... very intelligent of her sure. to say that. To sure. admit it, yeah. yeah. Or another experienced dog woman who talked to me about getting a breed. She says, um, her last dog had suffered a stroke while they were out hiking. She's an active woman. She says, now I've decided I need a breed that if something happens, I can pick them up and carry them. Oh, I see. So she wants active but smaller smaller size size. now because she can no longer carry the big dog like she used to be able to. Mm -hmm. Well, those are two people who have Mm -hmm. thought carefully about what they need. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And they loved the breed that they were involved with for so many years, and now they're saying, okay, now it's time to change to another breed. Sure. And they're starting to get information by asking everybody they can. That's awesome. But talking, the one saying she wanted a dog who was not smarter than her, that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. We've got a woman in class now with a border collie, yeah. and the dog is significantly smarter than her, and they're having problems. And by the way, why is that a problem? Because the dog outthinks her. He thinks faster than her. He thinks around her training techniques, and he's causing problems at home. And if it's the one I'm thinking of, um, it makes him feel responsible for her, yes. and therefore more protective mm-hmm. of her, and therefore yes. he's starting to get a, be a problem-aggressive dog. Yes, he's just an adolescent, and he's already discovered that he's smarter than her. But now, granted, I've had a couple of Aussies, and, and Petra will back me up. I've had two different Aussies who <laughs> thought they were smarter than me. And, um, but Ursa it, was the best. And, and I freely admit Ursa it. Really- <laughs> Ursa thought Liz was dumb. No, no. That's saying it nicely, and I thank you for that. She thought I was stupid. Okay. Ursa would come sit in front of me at home, stare at me, make eye contact with me. And I've witnessed this. Try to give me a visualization. Then she would turn and look at the kitchen at the doggy cookie jar. 
and stare at it and then stare back at me. And I would say, no, Ursa, we're watching your calories. You cannot have a cookie. She would sigh and she would settle herself on her butt again. And then she would stare at me even harder. Stare, stare, stare. Visualize mom. Visualize mom. Mom, you should see the cookie jar in my brain. Mom, I'm sending you visualizations of the cookie jar. Then she would turn and look at the cookie jar and look back at me. And I would say, no, Ursa, no cookies. And she would stare at me harder and walk away. And I could hear her. I could hear her in my brain, her telepathy <laughs> saying, why did I get such a stupid owner? <laughs> it would it'd be just a variety of dish, different things. Ursa would just look at Liz. She would do owner. it in class, too, in front of the classes. <laughs> Enough so that many of the students got it. And there were people going, your dog doesn't think much of you, does she? And I said, no, she loves me dearly. She just thinks I'm stupid. (laughs) But, you know, that's one of the challenges of having a really smart dog. Now, thank goodness Bashir thinks I walk on water. And I need that every once in a while. You know, we all need an ego boost. (laughs) Oh, so true. Um, I think one of the other things to watch is if you're interested in getting a puppy, start with one. Oh, oh yes. That's <laughs> one of our huge pet peeves. And if any breeders are still listening after we said to do research with other than the breeders, please don't please. send home two puppies from the same litter. <gasps> and Asterisk yeah. is most especially with novice dog owners. Oh, yes. And two females for oh. novice dog owners. Yes. We have seen so many times, over and over and over through the years, and I mean literally by that, over and over, two puppies go home from the same litter. They're already bonded to each other. Mm -hmm. The new owners get two so they can keep each other company. Well, and then, and they put them in the same crate, and they put them outside together, and they do everything together. And so the puppies remain bonded to each other and don't bond well to their owners. And when there's two females, well, sisters tend to squabble, whether they're two-legged or four-legged. Yep. And by At the, least the last couple or three people that have had two females have made a decision and did place one. Place one. You know, right. and, and then and it's interesting because after they've done that, their they've realized to them. Yeah, that all of a sudden they have a better relationship with their puppy and things in the household, the whole aura, everything just relaxes. Now this isn't to say we don't believe in multiple dogs. I've got a 10-year-old, a 5-year-old and a 2-year-old. You've got several dogs. Oh god, where they are they? spread out. Yeah, I say like 9, Cage. 7. <laughs> How old are boys? 5 or 5? Yeah. There you go. 5 and 4. And, and a puppy. And a puppy. Kate's got two dogs. Yes, multiple dogs can be wonderful oh, yeah. and they can help keep each other company and they can be great friends but not siblings from the same litter. And I do like a few years in between because then when I lose an old dog, I've got younger dogs. I'm not worried about losing another dog at the same time. And they all go, but we all take each of our dogs separately. Yes. I mean, none of my dogs are bonded to each other. I can easily Mm -hmm. take one and the other's like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, really don't care. Mm -hmm. So could we purposely work on separating Mm -hmm. them, doing different functions? Family members, but, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, not two puppies from the same litter. They need to be 
a little age difference. And when you've got an age difference, the older dog can help you train the puppy. And that's wonderful. I just had a conversation with one of our students because he's considering a, a puppy. And I'm like, eh, how old is this one now? And it was adolescence. And so I explained why we all wait a little and then get a puppy and how much easier it is. Because he goes, I hear getting a second puppy is much easier to train. I said, that's because if your older one's trained, your it older helps one you. is helping you train. And it is easier right. with the help of your older one. But if you've got two problem children, then it's twice. They egg, each other. The they yeah. egg each other on. Yeah. So let's review real quick. Dog owner mismatches can be horrible. For the dog and the owner. And that's, I'm afraid, why many dogs end up at a shelter and rescue. It's just a a bad match all the way around. So before bringing home that dog or puppy, do some research. And talk to breeders, sure. But as we have mentioned, breeders love their breed. So do some research away from breeders also. Books, websites, my book. (laughs) But do some research. Don't watch the breed that's on TV, in shows or movies, because they've had a lot and, of training. Those are that's not the... All German Shepherds are not Ren 1010. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All Collies are not Lassie. Yeah. <laughs> All Jack Russell Terriers are not uh, Eddie on um, Fraser. We know him as Moose. Eddie. Yes, yes. <laughs> so do some research. Make a list, like Kate suggested, of things that you want in a dog and things mm-hmm. that you don't want in a dog. And prioritize them. What is most important and what is least important? What can you compromise on? What do you not want to compromise on? And then use those lists when you're researching and when you're going out looking for a dog. And don't let a cute puppy face make you abandon that list. Exactly what I was going to say. Cute puppy face is not going to last forever. And you don't need to save every dog. I mean, I, I feel my heart breaks too, but... You're making a long-term commitment. Don't do it just out of pity. Yes. Exactly. Because that doesn't work either. And we're going to be doing a future podcast on that too. (laughs) That's an an upcoming one talking about the rescue mentality. So choose a dog wisely, whether it be a puppy or an adult dog, whether it be a purebred or from a shelter or rescue. And just keep in mind that this dog hopefully is going to be with you for 13, 14, 15 years. And so that's a long-term commitment. Go to dog shows, obedience trials, uh, kennel club meetings, and watch and talk and listen. Dog beach. Look at all the dogs. You see somebody who has a dog that is appealing to you? Talk to them. See what what it took to get them to that point. How much work or exercise and training. And And it could be a dog that catches your eye. Sure. Don't go, oh, I want one of them, and go buy it. Well, I got into Aussies that way. I had German Shepherds and Papillons. I went to a dog show up in Huntington Beach, California. But you asked about the breed. Well, this was before I researched. Uh I saw this couple, Ralph and Eileen Swingle, with their Australian Shepherds, and those dogs were so cool. They were happy working. They were high scoring. They beat the socks off my German Shepherd (laughs) in obedience trial. They were a nice size. They were big enough to do stuff, but not as big as the German Shepherds. And I watched them. Didn't even talk to them that first dog show. Just watched. Saw them at another dog show, and I started to stalk them. (laughs) And And then I think at the third dog show, I saw them 
and I, I talked to Ralph and I said, what are those dogs? They were not accepted by the AKC at that point. He said, Australian Shepherds, can I talk to you about them? Well, he and his wife were more than happy to talk about them. I wasn't ready for another dog at that point, but we talked about them and then I started doing research. And after I lost my German Shepherd, I said, okay, let me see if I can find one of those little But see, at least you saw it, you were interested, you asked, you did research, you didn't yep. go out to go, I'm going to go buy one, yeah. and go the next day and grab an one. Buy. No, it yeah. was about two years later, actually. Yeah. It's the impulse from, buy, I think it's the intrepulous buy. Yeah. Sure. I'm going to so. save it from the pet store. Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, we're running out of time, so if, hopefully we've given you some ideas to think about, but make that list. Most people, once you sit down and have a family meeting and write everything out, then that really makes you think about what's important to you. But good choosing, wise choosing, and then enjoy that dog. That's it from us here at It's a Doggy Dog World. We'll see you next time. Listen Bye-bye. Next time. <laughs> Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.